ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. Black Bookers for Monday the 30th of October. Like Press Room, no Black Bookers next week with the Melbourne Cup Eve special program with Steve Hewlett. So we'll be back in a fortnight's time. Let's have a look at racing in southeast Queensland. I'm going to nominate two horses out of the same race from a maiden at Eagle Farm on Wednesday and one from the Dooman Cart on Saturday. Let's go to that Eagle Farm maiden. It was the third race of the day. It was won by a horse called Tycoon Mistress. Now, it's worth mentioning her performance and the time she ran because it sets up a very strong foundation for this race. She led all of the way, won by a pretty good margin, but she ran 57-1-3. Now, the class record is 57-47. That's held by Outlaw. Now, we know Outlaw's racing really well. She won the last race on Saturday. So they beat the class record by nearly 0.4 of a second, and 57-1-4... Even if you're a you know a Saturday class six horse, that's a good gallop. So full honours with Tycoon Mistress. But second, Impender, and third, Johnny DeWolf are worth talking about. Let's talk about Impender firstly. He's a three year old by Impending, trained by Matt Dunn. That stable is going well. Martin Harley rode him. No early speed from the first starter. He was at the back of the bus, but his work late was good. He was making up several lengths and we spoke with Matt Dunn that morning on Wednesday Wisdom and he, he gave the indication that uh, the 1,000 metres would probably be uh, a bit short for him and look for him when he steps up in distance. We saw the ability he's got. He disclosed that in the run. Let's watch for him next time out at 1,200 metres. Johnny DeWolf, on the other hand, uh, had a different racing pattern, but the run was still as good as Impenders. He went into the race with a bit of, bit of a wrap on him, some nice trialling performances for Lindsay Goff, a first starter as well. He drew a wide gate, I'm not saying ultimately it brought about his downfall. I don't think he would have beaten Tycoon Mistress, but with a better run in transit, a more economical run, uh, he certainly would have finished closer. Anyway, he jumped fairly. He didn't jump brilliantly. He was off the track three and four wide, and Tycoon Mistress was hiking along in front. So you'd you'd expect him to, to weaken. Not so. He kept driving to the line and finished alongside of Impender. Both turned in very good debuts for different reasons. Johnny DeWolf working hard, battling on well, Impender running on from the back. I think both next time they start in the Maiden will go very close to winning. Impender and Johnny DeWolf out of the Maiden at Eagle Farm on Wednesday. No surprises that National Choice is the Black Booker out of Dooman on Saturday. His first up round at Eagle Farm behind a Katarina was sound without a red flashing light. He went to Dooman Saturday, second up at the 1350. But he ran into the informed preach and, and most expected preach to get a comfortable run in front and dash them home. That's exactly what happened. But national choice was good enough to get within a short half head. Jumpwell was outside of preach, let a horse go around, was in the 1-1, came out of the turn and really chased hard. But yeah, preach was running good figures. National choice's figures were good as well. 33-81, 22-38, 11-41. So I think he showed on Saturday with that very close second He's ready to win third up. And as I've often said about this horse, he's a galloper who's always in form. He never runs a bad race. So Impender, Johnny DeWolf, a national choice out of southeast Queensland. Jared Daffy joins us now. Jared, good morning. Morning, Dave. We had the Ipswich Cup Eats on Thursday night. It was a big card up there. Mm. Uh, great, is it called Sanvi, is it? This is your first Sanvi, yeah. S-A-A-N-V-I. It's uh, it's pretty well bred. Superior Panama Shabini. So the next Shabini litter, owned by the Davises uh, of New South Wales, and um, 
the, these dogs, this litter are going really well, particularly this one. Uh, it ran down Hallow Bill, which is no mean feat to win in 30-25. It had the pink box there. Don't know whether it can win the final or not. It might get too far back, but... Um, it is bred to stay, so no doubt we'll see it going over the middle distance in the not-too-distant future, but uh, it's got a decent motor, that one thirty twenty-five the other night. And from Ipswich on Saturday night, live stream. Now, this has been around for a while. Uh, Justin Bowers got this one. It jumped to the front, 5.27 early, and a PB, clearly a PB of 30.36. So it's still a lower-grade greyhound, but uh, it's going pretty well, although it's getting on in years. It's live stream now at Angle Park on Thursday night. You like the run of Dazzling Cruiser. Mm, another one that's been around for a while. It's had 44 starts for 18 wins and 17 placings, but most of those have been at Murray Bridge over the sprint distances. But it stepped up to the uh, to the well, Angle Park sprint on Thursday night, 5.22 early, which is a really good run early, and an overall 30.54 for Tony Noble. That was a slow track the other night. They were... Some of those dogs were, you know, uh, three, four lengths off their personal best before. So it actually ran a personal best, on, uh, Dazzling Cruiser. So another one that's getting on in years. But uh, now that it's back in town and winning, I think we can follow it as well. Dazzling Cruiser. And let's turn our attention to Melbourne. Uh, at Sandown on Thursday night, get ready Dora uh, for Michelle Nolan. One over the middle distance, the 5.95, uh, 34.10, the previous run. It won there in 34-16. It's only had 23 starts and recently ran 37-17 at Shepparton over the long trip there. That's flying. So they're working up to, to distance runs. It's, obviously, its recent form has been around about that 600 metres, but uh, keep an eye out for it when it steps up to the 700-plus. And from the Meadows on Saturday night, an exciting youngster in the Jason Thompson kennel called Explicit. Uh, it had the pink. That track was pretty heavy there the other night. They deep harrowed it on the Thursday. But this one ran 4.97 early. That's unheard of from the pink. 29.89 overall. It's pretty well bred by Bernardo out of Brugalina. Only nine starts now for seven wins. It's had four from four for the Thompsons. So uh, with all of these big races coming up and with its early speed, I think we're going to see a feature win under Explicit's name in the not-too-distant future. Good work, Jared. Thanks for that. Oh, just a reminder, Dave, uh, you mentioned, mm. well, you touched on the Ipswich Cup Thursday night. There'll be a full Sky uh, Sky Racing active coverage there and also, obviously, Sky Channel coverage as well. Myself and Cat Ernst will be there for the big night Thursday night. When's the draw out, mate? Uh, the draw's been done. Okay. Do you like anything? Uh, I like the red runner, um, Selena Zam. It's all natural. It's got the red box. So it looks to be only two hopes. It and Bear's bullet on the... On the heats, but I think it's such an advantage from the inside. Um, Zamets to win another big one. Fair enough. Thanks for that. Thanks, Dave. Jared Daffy joining us. Nick Burney from Racing New South Wales is on the line. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you, David. How are you? Well, thank you. We're looking back at Royal Ramwick on Saturday with Spring Champion Stakes Day, but you're going to a benchmark 78 for your first black booker. A relatively lightly raced four-year-old called Territory Express ran third behind Purvey. Tell us about the run. Yeah, I really do like this horse, David. Now, he can do things wrong. He's starting to build a bit of a habit of being slow out of the gates, but I just think he's got a lot of ability. He's still learning and a real improver. And on Saturday, he was again slowly away. Just got too far back with the race shape against. But once he got clear, well, he just showed that customary powerful finish that he does have. 
He ran the third fastest last 200 of the meeting. He just savaged the line there. Um, look, I'd love to see him now out to 2,000 metres, and I really want to stick with him now. I suppose a lot of horses will probably travel down to Melbourne, so he'll be still here in Sydney, and I think we can definitely back him next start. That's Territory Express. Now, Midnight Opal came into the list of Brian Crowley as the winner of a, a scone maiden and a Kembla Class 1, so it was, it was a bit of a step up, but obviously he acquitted himself well in this race. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. Like, for a horse to jump that so much in grade in such a short time is a real credit to him. And if you do look at his run, he just lost his spot and got shuffled back. And then it got into that real awkward position, which was a real sit-and-sprint race. But I just liked how he picked up when he was asked for that effort, ran on really strongly. And I just think he's going to improve from this race experience. Look, I think he's going to be a, a really nice horse next preparation. But... If we see him again in um, in a similar grade, I'll, I'll be happy to have another look at him. So definitely one to put into the black book. That's Midnight Opal, and we, a horse that we know well up here in Queensland, Wetor, the good stayer. He ran in the Craven Plate. I see he ran officially sixth, beaten 2.4 lengths, but you're going to black book him. Yeah, definitely going to black book him. Uh, no luck there first up behind Fangirl um, in the King Charles, and we obviously saw Fangirl was a bit unlucky down there in the Cox Plate, and Again, Wedor, he's just checked and blocked when the sprint went on between that 400 to 200. But once he got clear, he just he built through his gears nicely there and hit the line and just gave me the indication now third up. He's got the platform. He's ready to peak, um, as I said, third up, just out to a more suitable trip, which I reckon around that 2,000, 2,200 is ideal for Wedor. So definitely can to back him third up. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for your time. Thanks, David. Cheers. Nick Burney, racing analyst at Racing New South Wales, putting Territory Express, Midnight Opal and Wetor into the black book. Let's see what Ben Scadden found by having a look at the videos of Morphville Parks on the weekend. And Ben, as we come to you, your first black book comes out of the first race. We, we talked about the winner gives some lip in press room, but the third place getter caught your eye from a future point of view, a horse called Dodd. Yeah, I... I think this horse, trained by Shane at Cassie Oxlade, is um, well and truly ready to, to win his maiden. He shouldn't be a maiden still. He's had five starts, but he's a horse with, with a lot of ability. He's racing against some nice horses. That first up run at Murray Bridge at the start of this month um, was, was actually really solid and they broke 33 for the last 600 behind Wiggum. And then, yeah, I thought he was, he was pretty brave again on Saturday. He was three wide without cover, did a stack of work, and he really stuck to his guns. We've been behind, just over length behind, gives some lip. Um, we talked about the potential that gives some lip has earlier on in press room. Um, so finishing close up behind him, I think, is um, you know is a strong form line. He'll be close to his peak now after those couple of runs for a spell. He's um, well and truly knocking on the door to claim that first win. And speaking about a horse close to his peak, Regal Valor was third up on Saturday, just missed out behind Manzala. You ready? You think ready to win? Absolutely ready to roll this horse, yeah. Formerly with Matt Kamani, now with Philip Stokes. Um, has been solid in the three runs he's had for the for the new stable and I thought the run on Saturday was the was the best of the lot. He um, had to make his run a very long way out and just got um, nailed on the inside by Manzala. Manzala went to the best part of the ground. A lot of the winners were very close to the rail on Saturday and Manzala was one of those. Regal Vella was away from the rail. And I thought she um, she did a really good job again on Saturday, beating just that half length um, yeah, in certainly not the best part of the track. I think it's just a sign that she's, um, again, another one who's absolutely ready to roll. She's she's hit her best now, and they'll, they'll pick a, a similar race, um, I would expect, soon. She's only a 60 Raider, so, um, yeah, she shouldn't have any trouble winning her first race here in South Australia.
Magic Max resumed on Saturday in the, the benchmark 78, and he was short too, ran $2.10 and favourite, ran fourth, yeah. but certainly not beaten that far, and what was a very busy finish. Yeah, it was, you're right, it was a very busy finish, and as I've mentioned previously, there was a, to me, by the end of the day, it seemed like there was a real pattern in terms of where you need to be to win races on Saturday, you need to be near the rail, close to the speed helped as well, but um, Magic Max certainly raced against that pattern, he got quite a long way back, a lot further back than I would have expected in this race won by Mouse Almighty, uh, but he was steaming home, just got beaten half length. As I said, there's very good money for him. From at one stage, the first flock was two seventy into a dollar ninety five, so they had a fair old whack and, and left the money in the bag. But um, the horse did race very well. Um, he's generally very good second up as well. It's worth noting that he's had five starts for the win, four placings, so he's never missed a place second up. Um, based on what we saw on Saturday, he has come back in really good shape. Just needs a, an even even run um, and a track where there's not too much bias and yeah he'll be he'll be back to winning ways soon. That's Magic Max. Now Hallstatt from the same stable ran in the final event. He was resuming. He's he's only lightly raced as he's had um, well before Saturday six career starts. But tell us about the run. He ran second. Yeah, very similar story. I feel like I'm on repeat talking about his run compared with what we saw from Magic Max. So he's another horse, Hallstatt, a four-year-old. Just had, as you said, just had the seven starts now. Um, yeah, he was back in the pack um, and raced against the uh, the pattern of the day and made really good good ground down the middle of the track. He was actually steaming home late, being a length and a half by Foster Street. He got up on the inside. Um, yeah, I, I always try to look for horses that race well against the pattern of the day and uh, Magic Max and Hallstatt were two of those, both from the Gordon Richards Damien Moyle stable. Two horses first up who look like they'll be better next time round. Hallstatt's only had one second up run and he won it. So uh, next time round, put a big tick bot next to his name and get ready to go. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, David. Ben Scannon joining us on Black Bookers, looking back at Morphville Parks and nominating Dodd, Regal, Valor, Magic Max and Hallstatt for the Black Book. Colin McNiff's with us now. Colin, the first race at Lonnie on Friday night, we talked about this winner, Press for Boom. The horse you'll go to Black Book was $151 on debut. What's new Pussycat? Yeah, it was a, a real eye-catching run too. It uh, was slow to begin. Looks like it's got a bit to learn about this racing caper. It's having just its first start. Last out of the stall, settled three lengths behind the field, but flashed home at the end of the 1,100-metre race to finish third, beaten two lengths, and a long head behind Press for Boom, who was very impressive. It's by Wordsmith from Miss Elizabeth, so it's one of the... Uh, Horses bred by the uh, the Gids, and they are selling off quite a few, as we know, since the death of Paul. So, Orphan Carr has picked up this three-year-old. Um, looks to be a nice type of filly, this one. And uh, as I say, bit to learn, but certainly one worth following. What's new, Pussycat? What's new, Pussycat? There must be a backstory to this uh, next one for the Black Book. Make a decision. I see it's mm. six years of age. Only had three starts, and it debuted in May 21, then didn't run till April 22, yeah. and then resumed on Friday night. Yeah, so it's had three runs in three different years. So obviously uh, they have had their share of problems. But it's had those three starts for a win and two seconds. And it ran second after being heavily backed in Launceston on Friday night. Again, was a shade slow to begin, settled last, but absolutely rattled home. If they can keep it sound, it's got some more wins in store for it. No no way, uh, no worries about that. Uh, make a decision. Just watch for it. If it can have a start within the next few weeks rather than the next few years, it's worth backing. Lordosis was runner-up in the fifth race, written by Taylor Johnson, and you're going to Black Booker. 
Absolutely. It's only had the four starts. It's been placed on three occasions. It was resuming. It's uh, beautifully bred by Turfontaine to, uh, from Morel. So it's a brother to Mandela effect. And uh, Ghislaine is a couple of very handy horses. And this fellow looks like he's got their fair share of ability. Probably shouldn't be a maiden at this stage. As I mentioned, four starts, three placings. He won't be a maiden for much longer. Thanks, Colin. Cheers, David. Thank you. Colin McNiff looking back at the Launceston night meeting on Friday. What's new, Pussycat? Make a decision. And Lord Dosis are his three to follow. Let's say good morning to Darren Clayton, who's found three to Black Book from Albion Park Friday and Saturday. Morning, Darren. Darren there? You there, David? Yes, I've got you there. How are you, Bone? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Charlie Potato is a maiden, but in your mind won't be a maiden for too much longer. Yeah, he's an interesting one too. He's only a two-year-old as well, David, and he tackled a race there on Friday. Um, a couple of those horses really experienced campaigners, a couple of older horses with lots of wins, and from gate one, he's got good gate speed. He burrowed through. He was able to hold the lead. He was actually sent out favourite as well, and um, he led them up pretty well. Uh, just got run down up the straight by a horse but three parts grey, that man Nathan Dawson getting the win, but... Charlie Potato, he's had five starts now. Um, oh, sorry, he's had eight starts now and been runner-up his past two. Just needs to find the right race. Maybe just getting back to his own age might be of benefit, but he's not going to be a maiden for long, that's for sure, Charlie Potato. Charlie Potato. Now, on the same card, a horse called Lieutenant, now trained by Jack Butler, uh, was always going to be in a difficult position because this race was was going to be dominated and was dominated by the winner, Frankie Ferocious. But tell us about Lieutenant's run. Yeah, so he was first up in Queensland and um, he, he came over with reasonable form. Hasn't been sighted since July. He come from the North Island of New Zealand. Um, no public trial, no hit-outs in New Zealand before arriving either. So he's first up in, um, you know, a bit over three months, drew inside the second line and from that gate... Uh, like you said, he was always going to be in a, a spot of bother. Frankie Ferocious, he's a he's a front-running type. He got forward from gate two and led. That planted Lieutenant three back along the fence. And, um, you know, he, he was looking for that gap. Eventually, Pete McMullen, had the, who had the drive, was able to angle out three wide. Uh, he, was a wide he was wide down the straight and really hit the line nice. I liked the way he finished it off. His closing quarter was 2731 not beaten that far behind a pretty talented three-year-old. And I think this guy, uh, Lieutenant, he's certainly going to be winning his share of races once he gets the right uh, set up. And spelled L-O-U, Tenant. Albion Park on Saturday night. Uh, you found one which was uh, big odds, $81, in fact, a horse called Catler's Dream. Yeah, Jonah Hutchinson trained and drove this mare. Now, she's... Uh, had her second start for Jonah there on Saturday night. He brought her up from New South Wales. Does a good job with um, a lot of off-cast type horses from other states, other stables. Now, this mare fits that bill. First up, he put her around in a mare's qualifier the week before, gate six. Gate ten there, Saturday night. Now, she was hitting the line okay. Beaten 18 metres, fair enough. Time, not great. But what I liked about this mare is from where she came from and her rating 
Um, she's tackling much stronger opposition in that mare's qualifying grade. Keep an eye on her. He gets her back to a red clear for an easier midweek race than what she tackled in that mare's qualifying. She's certainly going to be winner race, so we'll stick with her Catler's Dream. Catler's Dream. Thanks, Darren. Have a good day. Cheers, David. Darren Clayton joining us with his harness. Blake Booker's, which are Charlie Potato, Lieutenant, in Catler's Dream. That's Blake Booker's for Monday the 30th of October, as we always say. Hopefully there's a few winners there. And a reminder once again, next Monday, of course, Melbourne Cup Eve Racing HQ will be under the uh, watchful eye of Steve Hill. will have all the information on the Cup. And Black Booker, along with Press Zoom, will be back in two weeks' time. As I said earlier, have a good day.